There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Ya yo, ya yo, everyone. The Yonko table has set sail with its destination towards the Grand Line. But before we get into the Grand Line, we got one more arc to cover. That's right, folks. This week on our One Piece Chronicles Voyage, we are covering Arlong Park, the last arc in the East Blue Saga, and debatably, the best arc in the East Blue Saga. But we are here to deep dive it, really get into the nitty gritty on what Arlong Park is all about. But with me, as always, is fellow Yonko, Grandmaster Hoop. Grandmaster, I I see you have the money pose when they're they're in the background when they're ready to <laughs> storm Arlong Park. Yes, um, I I chose this image versus the actual walking because I just feel this was a really nice shot where it pans out and they were waiting there the whole time too, just waiting for Luffy's, you know, like, oh, uh, what's the word, Captain? And then he's like, Ikazo, and they're like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and I just like how all three of them are also posing very differently. And the, it fits all their characters, honestly. Um, so, yeah, this money shot, I think, uh, definitely defines the, I guess, epicness of this arc. This arc is a lot of fun, a lot of great moments, a lot of, a lot of establishing moments for the series moving forward. And, yeah, it's definitely the best arc, I think, in East Blue. Yeah for Ooh. sure okay all right and with us as well to deep dive this is fellow supernovas to join in this voyage it's the one the only nino desplazado and let's go into it um do we want to give before we go deep do we want to give a special shout out to our Supernova birthday boy. Nino. Hey, it's Nino Desplazado's birthday. Nino, thank you for joining us here on your birthday. Yeah, of course. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get into it. Arlong Park. Um what did you guys overall think about Arlong Park? This for me, this was the first arc that I read from beginning to end of One Piece. I got into One Piece in the middle of Barate, as you all know. <laughs> um, and I, I enjoyed uh, Barate, you know, from the part that I started from, which I think was Sanji's flashback. That was like where I really started One Piece. But Arlong Park was the first arc ever of One Piece I was able to see from beginning all the way to the end. Made me a fan. Made me a fan of One Piece. This is what made me committed. And, and you know, this is usually the arc, and I know some people might recommend different things, but this is usually the arc people will tell others that are trying to get into One Piece, get at least to Arlong Park. If you get to Arlong Park and you're still not satisfied, then One Piece is probably not your... That is not anime. what you told me. That is not what you told me when I started. To, to be record for all everyone listening at home, they told me 
Kenneth, you cannot have. Oh, I said my name. Nino, you cannot have a an opinion on One Piece until you get to what do you call it? Um, to a very specific scene with Luffy screaming um, to burn a flag down. That oh, was not no, me. That was no, not yeah, me. No. That was exactly that was, you, no. Doctor J. No, you said you can. Was, you said no, any, no, no, exactly no. after you said you said okay, Kenneth. Now, oh, damn. Okay, Nino. <laughs> now that you got to this scene, now you can choose to either um, leave One Piece where it belongs or keep going. That's I'm exactly telling, what you told me. I am telling you right now. I know exactly who it was that said that, and that was uh, Admiral uh, Hooper TV that recommended. And I remember saying, "You want someone getting into One Piece to commit." all the way to any's lobby that's how many chapters is that that's that's like 100 200 chapters easy i don't know chapter count but there's like 300, like 300 episodes chapters. yeah that like 300 I, chapters right so i i for one would never have recommended any's lobby all the way arlong park i think but is then you did I, <laughs> that's how i remember it no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, better question. Did were you hooked by Arlong Park? What was your take? I was hooked Arlong? by Syrup Village, but okay. that's Arlong right. Park, that's right. I remember. But Arlong Park was definitely the culmination of everything that the East Blue was building up to. You know, this was and this I think this is what um Oda does so well is he lets things linger. And you know, he's just like, ooh, you know. Some things that will be addressed later, and in East Blue, it's kind of he's kind of speed running, like getting the crew together and then confronting all their, what do you call it? Their demons. All their uh, backstories. You know, all their backstories, all their conflicts and stuff. But and and you can definitely see that in later arcs because look at look at like a character like a future character like Robin, whose character arc went from the beginnings of the Grand Line all the way to like halfway in the Grand Line or, or at least Paradise. And in this, in the East Blue, Nami, Nami's character arc only starts in Orange Town to where Arlon Park ends. But this is definitely probably the best arc in East Blue. And it really makes you want to, I, I honestly, I thought after this arc, I was like, okay, so they're going to go around all to the other uh, what do you call it? Seas. They're gonna go to the North Blue, the West Blue, the, and then get everyone. Then go to the Grand Line. That's where I thought that this was going. And then they were like, "Nope, we're just going straight into, you know, into what we said we were gonna do." And um, I feel like this sets it up really well in that sense. Grandmaster, what about you? Your your take? Well, I think I I, I think you said it earlier. You really liked our long part. Well. I'll just add on that, um, you know, my One Piece origins begin with four kids TV. Unfortunately, and, unfortunately. And, but I mean, for back, better or worse, it had its moments. It had its moments. Back then, back then, I was not understanding of this was a dumbed down edited version, a G rated version of what we are owed. But with that said, funny enough, I'm still hooked. I'm buying into the story. I'm here for the action sequences. Uh, Cause they didn't, they don't hold back on the action. 
they just hold back on the violence if that makes sense uh you know no blood and sometimes they take out a knife still a fight right no so i was still very i'm still very much intrigued and i'm still very much hooked but i have to say for this podcast i will be mostly i will i mean i have watched re-watched arlong park in funimation but i will be a lot talking about (laughs) the four kids perspective which is funny when you line them up side by side but yeah i'm ready to go ahead and add that i feel nino's got the newer perspective dr jace you have the manga perspective and i have the the worst perspective but it's perspective nonetheless i think four kids is a unique perspective uh <laughs> um that's but... a word for it <laughs> exactly right um but so what this arc picks up immediately after uh the last one with sanji on the barity um you know restaurant on the ocean and sanji joins as chef and even before reaching the island i think sanji starts getting his cook on on the ship even before we kick off arlong park so i thought that was cool Uh, in the dinghy (laughs) exactly because nami stole the merry-go they had they had nothing else but so i don't know i guess this being my first um I don't know what portions you would call this, but like, you know, the in-between portions in between each arc, right? Like, you know, you have the arc, it ends, then you have like the the transitional phase, I guess. Um, yeah. This was my first transitional phase with One Piece. Now, this is the calm before the next arc. And I got to see how these characters act in their downtime. And it was cool. I like seeing Sanji I, cook. It was awesome. I really miss that in, you know, current uh, chapters. I really miss those those moments, and I oh the quiet. I feel moments. like they do it so well at the beginning, right? Um, like, and and it was just so cool to see like that Luffy made a good choice with his cook, and Sanji's just like, yeah, I can make literally anything work, and Luffy just loves the food. These are very important like things that it's funny how like even the little slight interactions that Oda puts them like just them in a dinghy just hanging out has like really big impactful you know thematic consequence later on in the story it's it's just crazy to me that we're like a thousand and fifty one chapters in and like stuff that in the that was brought up in the east blue just as a side conversation is so integral to these characters and that's why you know i think it's just so good it's so good it's a great investment i mean don't we don't we also see like um some budding of heads between Zoro. Or no, Zoro's not. Is Zoro on the ship right here? No, no see, that's not. why I was budding okay. at this arc. This arc flows right into the next arc. Zoro, Usopp, and I believe Johnny went ahead to go right. catch up with Nami after the fight with Mihawk. Um, so this this transitional piece that you're talking about, that's Luffy playing catch up. And I think actually when you go back and read it and watch it, some events have already uh, transpired um, at Goza Village, which is Nami's village, right. along with Arlong Park. And then uh, we're trying to, you know, play catch up and put the pieces together ourselves. Oh, my God. Wait, now that I think about it, isn't it? Oh, God. It's just connecting certain aspects of these two arcs with the arc that is going on right now. Um because when you think about it, at the beginning of the, the current arc uh, right now, oh, 
Yes, you could say it, Wano. We're not going Wano, into detail, yeah. but there, I, I think I see where you're going with this parallel. Yeah, and it's just, it's just very interesting to see how Arlong Park kind of sets up some of these, uh, you know, some of these parallels and some of these things that just ring true, like Luffy and Sanji having to play catch up while the rest of the crew is already at a certain place, already having to decide what to do. Right, and very it's, interesting. It's cool to see too, because you know. In retrospect, this is such a small scale mm -hmm. to what we're going to see later on. And, you know, obviously who they're up against, the stakes are much bigger. So, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the quiet time, the downtime. Uh, in most recent arcs, it's really fast paced. They don't really got time, like a quiet hour of peace and relaxation. You got to get going. I so. miss these. I miss these. And just to put into perspective, because I did want to look it up, uh, Arlong Park is manga chapters 69 through 95, which is crazy. We're a thousand chapters later, and we're still <laughs> feeling <laughs> the implications, like, like what Nino was saying earlier, like interactions with characters uh, a thousand chapters ago. And for our anime viewers, that that's episodes 31 through 44 for Arlong Park. 40, only 44? Only 44. 30, 31. Wow. Yep. 14 Jeez. episodes. <laughs> Thinking about I, remember, I, rem I remember when I was first watching this, I was like, these arcs are so long. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, so much happens. And now look what we got. We got I was a fool. We got a hundred episodes. All right. Yeah. It's Which okay. is, it's insane too. Cause like, you know, these arcs all the way up, up, up until this point, they've been slowly getting a little bit longer with each subsequent one. Arlong Park in the manga is 27 chapters. And looking back, yes, 27 chapters. Remember, this is everything from like, like, you know, I think it includes like the transitional period and also right. the very end, like, you know, post recovery after the final battle and all that stuff. So it, it's including everything. Um, Fair enough. But, uh, I mean, these are, I mean, now we get One Piece arcs that are like a hundred chapters easily uh, now. But uh, I don't know. There was something uh, simplistic about these chapters back then when they were, I'm sorry, these arcs back then when they were kind of short and still told a gripping story. Um, probably, I think what people really like about Arlong Park for the East Blue so far is Nami as its as its center uh, mm. character. Yeah. Nami, at this point, people could argue Nami's probably the best character right now, and in, 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 like up until Arlong Park. Wait, you're what, saying you people don't think liked Usopp her is the best character up to this point? In terms Whoa. of if we're judging, if we're judging on emotional backstory, Nami Whoa. easily had the most gripping arc out of anyone so far up until Arlong Park. Well, well, no, what I'm getting, I'm trying to just clarify. I feel Nami was very one note in the beginning. Oh, I like Treasure. Oh, right, right, uh, right, in the beginning. Right, and then now this arc actually gives you some depth and, you know, some character. And now you really feel for Nami. Yeah. Is and, that what you're saying? Are you saying they, right. like, they didn't like her until this point? Or no, leaving I, here, they love her now? As in... From my from my understanding, once people caught up to this arc, a lot of people said, "Wow, Nami is like the best character so far," just because they expanded 
on like like little things that that you just mentioned right now before we thought she was a one no character oh she likes treasure she's very greedy she, she you know she steals from pirates and all that stuff they expand with the most heartbreaking story as to why <laughs> nami is like that though <laughs> yeah and i think it's great i mean it was sad man and and come on, that scene right behind you where they're like, Ikuzo, right before that. that it's was very like, impactful, yes. It's uh, very. It culminates Arlong. very well. Arlong, Arlong. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's very emotional. It's very good. Um, sh sh should we talk about it first and then Let's catch up with the it. present? Yeah, yes. Um. So what, she's just from Goza Village. Oh, she's not from Goza Village. What, she's a... Her and Nojiko, her sister, uh, her adopted <laughs> sister. I don't know why are you giving me that look. Because you never know. These are what do we important. know? You never we know. We only know that she was found in the middle of a war. You know what this sounds like? She's gonna be of a royal lineage. Oh She's the God. daughter of Big Mom. I, they're not gonna now. do that twice or whatever. No. Daughter of Big Mom. Daughter, daughter Big if Mom. If Nami's the daughter of Big Mom, I will literally. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. Who's Big Mom? <laughs> 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 that's why that's why she could control um prometheus and zeus hell bam, no bam, absolutely bam, not bam. no you're getting way too ahead of yourself no way watch it tie back watch no watch. way you're insane but logically speaking she has 43 husbands what's one more or two hey, who's um, to say who's to right. say maybe she could have lost count either way so what they're found in the middle of a war and they're adopted by uh tooth to the nail, hardcore, badass Belmere. And she's just what, a good mother, no? She's just a former Navy, former Marine. Former Navy. She was former Marine, yeah. Mm -hmm. Captain. And right? here, you know, we I think we so. She was ranking. She was ranked up there. Yeah. She she, she had like one of the jackets, I think. She did have a yeah. jacket, right. And we previously talked about, you know, um, kind of like the we got good marines we got bad marines belmere is definitely an example of a you know someone who's actually using that power for good and whatnot uh and then she's just you know raising these two girls as her daughters and here come the big bad arlong pirates which i think opens many doors into one piece lore they're the first other race outside of humans that we meet. Um, they are. Yeah. yeah, they are. Which, I mean, oh, if you if you want to judge body proportions as another race, uh, like the previous characters that we've gotten before, like, uh, I don't know, um, Pearl, Pearl, whatever his name is. Pearl's a he, human. He's a human, but like, look at his torso. It's so big. Oh, he's it's not, like, he's, no, he's <laughs> a human. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. You're right. You're right. Yes, Arlong. Arlong is the first of the uh, you know the the fishermen pirates that mm -hmm. we get to see. New race expansion of lore, and then it does raise the question. You know, what other species or races are there um, in the realm of One Piece? Um, I think Oda really. I think Oda did a good job with the fishermen um, early on. Like at mm -hmm. least seeing seeing where Ar knowing where Arlong came from. Like later on in the story, it it puts things into perspective of like how small fry things were really in the beginning. Yeah, and it uh. complicates things. It complicates a lot of the, you know, a lot of what we take, but I, I don't I don't want to talk about it now. I think that's a 
uh, a discussion for like Saboti probably because right now we okay I think I know what you're talking about I I feel I know what you're getting into too but I I mean as far as you know there's a race uh, or a class of people who look down on everybody but these fishmen were they were the first I mean talking thematically I mean they had a superiority complex they came into that village I think at this point in the story that element of like them being superior was at the forefront i think they explore what what, what nino is getting at like where he mentioned it and, and um sabote later on yeah, oh, yeah, oh no, no they, later they, on. They, right they expand yeah, yeah. that greatly there like right for sure because yeah. i mean for we don't know these fishmen's backstory which is crazy that they just show up they just, like, yeah, they just they just show, show up and hey we're here i think i think i think a more like i think the conversation like is like especially early on is that these fishmen like really looked cool like they were very interesting to look at they were very interesting because they were different fish they weren't all the same fish yes and they you know they posed a, a definite threat and it was just Oda being like here's a little taste of what you can expect later on in the story you know he's like the great you know this and I think he I think he's he did, I think he's mentioned it that the East Blue was like the the most peaceful, you know. It was so for sure. It was, it is. This was just very much a, you know, a little taste of what was to come. And I have a question. Um, I don't know if anyone knows it off the top of their heads. What were the Arlong Park Pirates called? They're the Arlong Pirates. Yeah, I think it was just the his Arlong name. Arlong Pirates. But yeah. with, okay. I, I, I had to look this up, too, because I, I for, kind of forgot some of the backstory or what was mentioned in this arc. They did mention they were with Jinbei. Jinbei is name dropped they here did. for the first time. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because that complicates um, things. Yeah. I mean, it, doesn't, it, it opens the door. So yeah. first he's mentioned, you know, they're talking about who's Arlong. And I think it's Johnny or Yusaku, and they're like, oh, Arlong, he's this big, bad fishman. He used to be with one of the seven warlords of the sea, Jinbei, the whale shark. And then I think that's when all One Piece fans are like, oh, a hawk, a whale shark, they're all animal-based. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. right. That was, mm-hmm. that was when, I mean, it's so, oh, man. Oh, don't turning- oh my God. Wait a minute. They're all animal based. Oh shit. Gecko, Gecko Moria. Oh, what are you doing? Oh. They're all. Oh. Hello. No way. Bartholomew Kuma. That one's tough. He's a bear. Right. Paw, right. Paw, right. Paw, he looks like a bear. Oh yeah. my god. And he then Boa the Hancock. Boa Hancock. Wow. That's crazy. Oh come on, you're kidding. No, don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't, Don't you, dare. you dare. I know you are not Jim one of those fans where it's like, uh, uh, it's so no, obvious it's so blatant. that they're it's, animals. And that's why when you add fools like Buggy D Clown, I'm like, okay, it's out the window. Okay, right. When they started getting new members, that's where yes. the, you know, uh, Trafalgar the original, Law. The original seven at the beginning of the story were. But that's that's just it goes to show you that's like an added flavor touch. Because when you, what do you yeah, call it? Yeah, it's cool. I like Oda built these characters so well. That you care about them as characters first like when you think about going back like l- trying to refocus it on this arc when you think about arlong and nami you don't think about arlong as oh he's like this you know there he's the one that uh has the sword 
for mm, no you know right yeah do you, you think of him as this oppressive big guy who does not like people he you know he he um he's he's a character that is like just vile and disgusting and will more than likely like um kill people if he gets what he wants and manipulate people to get what he wants. That's what you remember of this guy. Not that he was, oh, just Fishman B archetype body with mm -hmm. uh, with a different nose, you know. Right. I think that's I think that's what Oda does so well here, especially especially because like and some of the Arlon pirates really suffer from that. But like him and Hachi were some of the standouts. Oh, and Hachi. Oh, Hachi. I mean, Hachi is a character we'll see again in a new light. Um, uh, but Arlong, I mean, I think like the, the lovable dumb sort in this arc. Uh, well, specifically in the beginning, he freaking helps uh Zoro get to someone, right? I'm pretty sure. Without knowing, yeah, yes, <laughs> right. And he takes it first and he's like, Oh, you played me for a fool. Um, but uh, I, I think yeah. what you're saying too, though, about what you remember about Arlong, and I think this is credit to Oda and the writing, you know. Nobody, I feel nobody's, I mean, this is true, I think. Nobody's born evil. You're kind of just molded or made. And we, I mean, we will learn later more about why Arlong has this outlook on life. And, you know, and also, too, this is not a universal fishman ideal, you know. Right. It's, it's, it's varied. It's layered. Uh, it's like an interesting. onion, you could Like say. an onion. But uh, he's here. <laughs> He has this complex for whatever reason. And what? He immediately threatens all these villains. Oh, what? No, he. Oh, okay. Talking about, you know, uh, East Blue being the pe most peaceful. This is why Arlong's here. He's here to conquer the easiest part of the ocean, which is the East Blue. Right. 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 Because he is, yeah. I think, um, which we, we'll, we'll get into uh, next week when we go to Locktown. But, you know, they, they introduced the, uh, the bounty system. Right. And based on Arlong's bounty at this point, it is the highest in the East Blue. So he is he is king of the East Blue. And it goes to show what type of character he is because he doesn't want to struggle. You know, he doesn't want to. He was the runt of the litter in regards to the um, the fishman pirates that he came from. And he's like, hey, we're probably the weakest amongst us, but let's go to the weakest ocean that we know of. And literally they can terrorize like, some humans. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what they did. They really showcased because I, I know we saw some superhuman elements in the previous arc with Mihawk, but this is the first time we're really seeing a character. Like I think I think it's Arlong. Doesn't he like lift up like a house or something? Yes, Arlong. Yeah, can, he he flipped the house. Yeah, I'm pretty he sure he flipped it to to show Goza like guys. I mean business. <laughs> Y'all are under my subjugation, but I'm going to be fair. All you got to pay is some ludicrous amount of money. What? Every month or something? Uh, yeah. Monthly tribute. Yeah. Monthly tribute per child, per um, spouse, whatever. And I mean, most, most of the characters could afford it, but there was obviously one, an important character that could not. And that was, our good friend uh Belmare. Right? Is it Belmare? Belmere? Belmare, Belmare. Belmare. Okay. Belmare. Um, but you know, going before that, what was it? So Nami, 
Nami is someone at this point in the story, right? Uh, talking about young Nami. Um, what is it? She, she, uh, her family can never afford anything, so she can't enjoy the luxuries that she wants to take part in. Mm-hmm. And what is it? She doesn't she steal on occasion? She steals. She steals. I think she stole food. Right. And Belmare punished her for it. You know. All right. Right. I think that's what happened. And yeah. trying to. And then she like threw a fit because she didn't want to have hand me downs. She, you know, and Belmare. She's like, I want to, you know, eat food. I I want to eat like good food. And then and it it's just uh, also how the scene is like coming together oda has this way of like just when things look you know just when things are something is getting resolved there's a bunch more things that are happening so like just as belmer was like yeah i'll make all the food and they and nami's come down um with uh blue nami um nojiko there yeah (laughs) blue nami come on put respect on nojiko's name all right Blue Nami. Um, <laughs> so then, and then, and then that's when Arlong comes and they're staying hidden. But like, this is like the first time where I was like, on the surface, I'm just like, damn, this, this lady is dumb because she could have lied and she could have, what do you call it? And she could have gotten, you know, to live her life. Oh, yeah. It was a very with... prideful moment. Wait, um, Belmare? Belmare. Yes. Because no, no, she... they, no, they lied for her. Yeah, the village people lied for her. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yes, yes, no. Right. But I'm saying all she had to do was lie. Right, right. And keep the two kids alive, and you know, and you know what I mean. But then she was just like, "I'm not gonna, you know, deny that I'm their mother." And then Arlong was like, "I respect you, but you're gonna die." <laughs> like, well, she, she also, she also didn't she smack him with the gun too. She did. In the four kids, it was a shovel. What? Fine. Let it be a shovel. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, so in in the, in the original, in the original, right? Um, she like smacks him with a gun, has a gun pointed inside of his mouth. And she's like, oh, I'm going to blow your head off. If you, you know, come anywhere near my kids, whatever. Uh, but in the four kids dub, it was a shovel. So she's holding it like a gun, the, the shovel in his mouth. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, it's, it's hilarious in retrospect. Yes. I didn't even remember it was a shovel, but yep, that's really. I think that's going going back to going back to that to the conversation. I think this was like one of the first really big moments where Oda is trying to tell us that there are things in this world that are worth dying for, and also how it plays out are is that even if you die, your dream, your wishes aren't dead; they just get carried on. This was like one of the first big moments because I even till today, I'm like, damn, you know, like when I first saw it, I was really impacted by it just because part of me was just like this dumb idiot like dies just so that she doesn't have to like denounce her children when she could have just easily lied. But to them, it was more important. Their belief was more important than than it transcended life. I think that's what's most important. That's I think like pops up like time and time again. And even now that I'm talking about it so highly, because it stuck with me, it made me think. It followed me after I watched it. You know, it made me think about it. And then to come to have Luffy come in, 
like years later and resolve it and be like your your faith your you know your work has all been put to the has all been rewarded because you believed in somebody to help there's the right somebody to help yeah i think um you know belmare sacrifice or yeah sacrifice right um yeah yeah completely avoidable but very much it was all about you know also too just standing up to the powers that would be right and not uh compromising your character and who you are and yeah and stand up for what you believe in because what is bell you know i don't uh, to denounce your children even in that face of you know uh immediate you know danger and whatnot uh i think it's she's her standing her ground would have a profound effect on who Nami and Nojiko grow to be more than her lying or, you know, however, what could have happened if she were alive. But she did, she paid the ultimate price. I mean, Arlong was not going to back down. And I mean, Fishman can be beaten, but to the normal human, they are physically superior. So Easily. that was they lifted yeah. up a house, right? And they Normal. had the big moo moo, too. The big moo moo, big right. oh my god, the moon, <laughs> big moo moo. They weren't gonna win, <laughs> they were not gonna win. It was really, it's really yeah. sad. But they they weren't gonna win. Um, and then, um, oh man, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> talking about four kids, uh, good, good, you know, the you know. Arlong shot her in the original one. It was very gruesome. It was very shocking. Oh, yeah. What what happened with uh, this? With, he, he pointed at her? No. Oh, yes. No, that was... No, that was... Yes, I think um, he, no, four kids. That, he, he points yes, his finger. He pointed at her. He did? He points his, yes. Not the gun. A finger. A finger. Right, right. And he says, you're going to spend eternity in the dungeon. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> yes. No way. Then, yes, he and, did. <laughs> Yes, and they never did. and they never see her again. And they never wow. saw her again. So she's if four kids was still going, she's just rotting away in that. No, <laughs> she she already she rotted. Away. Oh, she okay, okay. So threw her in prison and what? That's like ten years, I think. So, <laughs> all right. Ten years of malnutrition and just no tendency. That can, that can get you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. They tried it. Yeah, and then and then Nami gets into this agreement with Arlong, and we find out. And I like how it's presented because remember when they first get there, the town is very secretive. Like they don't like they're a town that's very much scarred by like the last ten or not even ten, like fourteen years, whatever it is. And then you find out everything that Nami has been doing just to be what do you call it? Just to keep everything afloat. and you know it doesn't just it doesn't unravel the way you think it's gonna unravel like there's always a point Oda's always like what if this happens and then he does it like what if you know nami's money gets mysteriously stolen by the government of all people um and you know then arlong is just like yep guess you gotta work for me forever you're mine right and it's it's just um, I think that part where like everything is coming together at one point is really interesting. Uh, just the, how Oda like 
constructed it in a story like he's like let's find a, a, a more interesting way to get these people to fight than just saying okay fight for this town's freedom i mean but right going back to before that too still in the flashback you know belmere you know basically sacrificed herself not for nami and no well not for nami to go sell her services to the fishmen and you know fun and not funny enough but uh parallel she's basically their slave you know working for not only her freedom but the town's freedom right you know most most a lot of the arlong a lot of the sun pirates uh and you know the fisher tiger they were slaves uh interestingly enough how you know no, if well, I'm getting ahead, but knowing their background, flipped. Yeah, it flipped. Yes, they flipped it. They flipped it. But and remember the townspeople, how they reacted to when Nami came back and said, "Look what he paid me for making maps," you know, and they were like, they were devastated at the fact. How that, dare you? Yes. Like, and I think she was it later, or at that point she got the tattoo, right? She, she got it when she was a tattoo. kid. She did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought that was a great element back, yeah. they threw into the story because it's something where, you know, you could argue maybe Nami was at first doing it uh, for the money just because, oh, man, this guy's this guy basically killed my adoptive mother and uh, he's subjugating my home. But look at the money. I finally got what I wanted. But I think that slowly transitioned into her realizing, hey, if I work for these people, I can buy my home back from them. And so she so she keeps this mask uh, because she even you even see it when uh, Nami goes back to the village and uh, oh God, I, I forgot the guy's name. The guy, the pinwheel. Gen Genzo. Genzo. Um, you know, Nami interacts with him and some of the other villagers and they look at her in disgust. They're like, oh man, mm -hmm. just get out of here. Leave. What are you doing here? She keeps that mask on because she's like, hey, they can think what they think, but 10 years in the making, I'm going to buy their freedom. And I, I mean, it's great because then you think back to all the previous times when she was stealing money from, mm -hmm. from anyone, whether it's Luffy, Buggy, um, uh, God, uh, Kuro, Kuro, right? Um, Kuro, 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 Kuro. Um, all the time she was stealing money. It was for this purpose. This is why she wanted money. Now, obviously, after that, after this arc, it's like, well, I, I, I just like money. <laughs> like, I just want, <laughs> I just like gold. So, I, I ain't gotta buy that village back anymore. <laughs> but up until now, it's, it's a very uh, noble cause. I think, I think, I think Oda did such a great job with Nami's backstory. Um, and it's funny, it's funny because I think this also sets a precedent in One Piece. I don't want to reveal too much for, you know, everyone following with us at home. Ooh. But if you were in the One Piece universe and a bad guy makes a deal with you, don't take it. Rather just <laughs> die on just die on the spot. Don't take it. You're just going to make things worse. Fight. <laughs> be authentic and fight. Because if you make a deal with the bad guy, guess what? They're not going to honor. Tatakai. They're pirates. Tatakai. They're pirates. <laughs> They are. I mean, even even someone as corrupt as what the government, right? Um, you would think like, hey, there's a pirate, you know, because I think before now, the 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 image you got of pirates was 
either A, they're sailing the ocean, terrorizing whoever, or B, they're in hiding because, you know, their bounties are too high and they don't mm. want to be chased forever. Uh, but here you have literal pirates in a public town, like sitting on a throne saying, hey, come on by, <laughs> get subjugated. Like they're public about it. So it's like you, you ask the question, where's the Navy? Where's the military? Aren't they supposed to be? This guy's public. He's not. He's even wanted. He's he has a bounty on his head. What is going on here? He's not sailing the oceans trying to subjugate other villages. He has throned himself onto Goza, and it's uh it's revealed you know through this uh I forgot the guy's name but he's like a mouse. The mouse guy. Yes, yeah. the mousy the guy. Mouse guy. Yes, the mousy, which I thought it was hilarious because you know he's he's a um, he's a mouse. He's so a rat. He's, he's a, a rat. rat. He's a rat. Oh, he's a rat. Oh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, you didn't notice that? You didn't notice no, that? No, I didn't. But you no. noticed the warlords being animals? I sure did. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, but you have a character like this who. You would think, yeah, notify the military. They're going to help you. The military's in Arlong's pockets. And it just goes to show, and we've been kind of alluding to it um, as we talk about One Piece more and more and how the military, how Oda's really painting the image of the Navy. Uh, but you notice that there are flaws in the Navy. Um, but there are still good people in there, people that are trying to, I guess promote the image. Have we seen? Have we movie. seen anyone so far? Kobe has been Kobe. A good. Kobe's not in the navy right now. Oh, okay. As Kobe far as left off. Uh, if you're talking about actual, know. if you're talking about actual execution of their powers, no, we yeah. have not seen anybody. Uh, everyone that we've seen from the navy has been either inept or they've been corrupt. There um, is the uh, the one person who comes to mind. Garth? I know shows up in the next. Well, no, see, not Garp. Garp is for a while. He comes in the next arc. You'll it'll click for yes, you. Oh, yes. okay. I no. know. Okay. I know yeah. exactly who yes. you're talking about. But that's the first time we see somebody. But then at that point, where you know, we're like, I don't want to trust you. I don't care if you say you're a good person. I don't care what Oda throws at me. At this point, we know because of because of everything, and then especially because of Arlon Park, where he's basically sending money to the navy to leave them alone we're like we don't like the navy right we don't, we don't yes. like the navy we don't like the pirates Nothing. there's no winning in this world right now because yeah, either you get subjugated by pirates or you get screwed over by the military in one way or another there's i mean literally that's what happens with nami what what happens she gets screwed over our they, long um he tells her he because she's them, almost she's almost close. She's to she's about to be close, it. right? I think she says she needs one more voyage because she goes on multiple voyages to uh, accumulate the money. She's like, I need to do yeah. one more voyage, and I should have. Uh, I think it's a hundred million berries. Yes, a hundred million yeah. berries. Hundred million. And, and, and our, what were you saying? And well, he's like, I need my maps. Uh, you know, and so he. And it's funny. It's funny how. I guess we'll talk about this more later on, but it's just funny how Arlong figures a way out of his agreement because he's just like, oh, you don't, you know, he finds somebody to steal the money for him and still get a cut and then still keep the person in, in like indentured servitude and be like, whoops, you didn't do it. You know, to, to him, it's killing two birds with one stone. It keeps the Navy off his back 
and it keeps the person you know that's valuable to him without forcing them like physically forcing them you know to um to do that you know to to be there you know like chaining them up he's not an honorable guy and he's trying to get out of being an honorable guy and holding up his end of the bargain so he's like you know if i actually can't hold up my end of the bargain or if you can't hold up your end therefore i don't have to hold up my end he's just a sleazeball and, and I, I think that adds to his villainy. I like Arlong a lot as a villain. Oh, he's, he's great. Yeah, um, he just wants to be on top. Because I, I know he is not a trustworthy person, but like, kind of like how that element of the story was spun, It in the back of my mind, it makes me think, well, if Arlong didn't play both sides and, you know, trying to get Nami to not uphold her end of the deal, it makes you think, assuming he didn't do that, Arlong would have kept his end of the bargain because you know throwing away all these uh all these theatrics arlong could have just told nami no i'm moving it to 150 i take it back no 200 you know what screw it just i'm not i'm not letting you go nami i'm sorry i'm just not but he found a way he found a loophole he found a you know what i mean right right in a way that he could he could save face while still he like i said he killed two birds with one stone got the navy off his back and found a way to keep his keep his map maker and i don't know do we i feel like we talked about so much about like the backstory do we want to talk about the fights well in i mean park right we now? can it's literally i mean just i mean i was just talking about it a lot of what makes this arc great is the backstory it does. of nami because once we get to here where we're talking about the fights i mean as you said too nino this is what makes the villagers finally rise up and you know mm-hmm. Uh, just real going back to the whole, you know, Arlong, Arlong, and you know, <laughs> and also remember, and that's so good too. Nami is doing this by herself; she does not accept help from nobody. But and what's the twist? What's the twist? Uh, did she finally ask for help? No, the village knew. They knew oh, what she right, was doing. Right, right. They just kept this facade going because they knew it was very important to Nami and they're like let's keep this face that we don't like her but deep down we actually do mm-hmm. because and- if because if if the villagers I think that the thing was if the villagers knew and acted like they knew then Arlong might change Arlong might change the deal right you know right and they were like we have to save face we have to make it seem like we don't like Nami so that she can succeed and then we can celebrate once they're gone exactly and you have the build-up to (laughs) we keep alluding to it uh, arlong (laughs) arlong well actually no it's funny because before that do we want to talk about um where because before the build-up to that fight you know uh zoro luffy everyone usab they get to this village and their goal is to bring back nami Nami does not want to come back. She is telling them, I am part of the Arlong Pirates. I played you guys for fools. And um, just leave, please. And I think it's Usopp, right? Usopp's the one that... Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I think we got that right, yeah. Right. He, he's the one that confronts her on it. And I. this is where Glorious Four Kids, right? <laughs> we we mm-hmm. get the change. Um, what was it with four kids? Uh, it was Usopp, the- hand me your rubber knife. 
as long as you give me or do the rubber one, don't actually hurt me, Nami. All right, I got it. <laughs> and what? She like stab? Does she like pretends to stab him in front of Arlong? It's a rubber knife, so yes, she stabs him. He falls in the water. I think he with says, ketchup. Oh. There's ketchup in there. Well, he's. I think he says, "Good thing I always have ketchup on me." <laughs> you know. You know really what? Which I'm starting to think maybe that was supposed to be hot sauce, and that's a black thing they're alluding at. But whatever. You know, it's it's funny because I feel like it's something that would fit Usopp's character. I really think Usopp would have a rubber knife just somewhere on him, somewhere in his utility. It's Usopp. Come on. Yes, yes. He has a rubber. He has a five-ton mallet. He has a five-ton mallet. Is it a ten-ton mallet? No, I think that's right. A ten. It. It's a mallet that he. It's not real. Where did you get that? Where did you get that? Where did you get the strength? Uh, to carry that and um <laughs> and the ketchup i like i yeah i i think usab has in his kit of ammunition for slingshots there's ketchup packets in there but there in the original she stabs her hand right right yes right yep she does she stabs and then her. she like it's a thing because it keeps hold she wraps it up and she keeps holding back she's like you know they're alluding that something is not Right. I, I swear, when I watched that episode, when I was watching that episode, and when I was reading the chapter, I was like, oh, my God, Nami she really stabbed, stabbed somebody stabbed. out here. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's all just part of the, the trickery until we get to, you know, that that point where all the all the things come down, you know, every and I, I think I think what Oda does good as a, a writer is that he exhausts every possible out, you know, before it it must come to people fighting like for themselves and for their what they believe in and for their freedom it all just comes down like it all comes crashing down like you know like even with zoro beating up like the entire arlong park crew besides like, the main few mm-hmm. yeah you know it's it, every exotic you know the, it, he puts it in a place where all the all the tricks are done nami's at the end of her rope and I basically, the Straw Hats are just waiting for their captain. Uh, um, what do you call it? How, what did he say? Ikuzo. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he goes, of course I will. Oh, she's, well, again, the beautiful scene. She's, you know, she's telling them to go away. Oh, she's telling them, okay. I don't, she's like, I don't need you. You know, like, this is not your fight. And then she finally turns around and Luffy. Help me, please. <laughs> but before he does the, he puts the hat on his most first time. Treasured. First time. First time. First time. Nami, Nami, Luffy confirmed Endgame. Don't you dare stop! No. <laughs> this is where uh, it started. No. This is where it started. I mean, though. maybe who knows? But boom, puts it on and go ahead, do it, do it again. Me. Oh. Of course I will. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was great. Then, it was it was epic. It was and that's I I want to say that's the first time maybe we've heard that song which is called Overtaken. The uh Ooh, I need to watch the anime uh part of this. It's it's a uh, it's a it's a theme that usually plays. Yeah, they right? play it. They play it all the time. I okay. want to say 
this is the first time. If it is not okay. the first time, it is the most epic time in early One Piece, easily like history. Um, you know, bum 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 bum. Okay, okay, yeah. Bum 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 bum. So then, yeah, the whole so appropriate. The whole Ikuzo, and they're like, hoi. <laughs> they all like got they the all, pose. They, they all got the yeah. They're all doing the pose, and when Luffy walks by, they all get up and go. And then, like um, the villagers, they make it back. They make it to Arlong Park before they do. And Johnny and Yusaku are there, and they're like, uh, "Y'all not going in they there." They stop them. They stop them. They stop mm -hmm. them, and they're like, "Y'all can't win this fight." But those guys, they're on their way, <laughs> or or they say something like. <laughs> If we know them, they're on their way to help big That's just that's just Oda being like time to really stro keep stroking the these characters for uh, you know let's keep milking it let's keep stroking and milking you know the strength of these characters so their epicness can't be denied when they do do it you know mm -hmm. and then we get these really great fights when they get there. Um, Us <laughs> the first question I thought was like, how is Usopp gonna fight? Yo, don't that do was everyone's like that. question. I mean, that was everyone's question. It wasn't everyone's question. Until, yes, it was. Don't you dare. Until it they focused in on Usopp because he was serious that whole walk to Arlong Park. <laughs> Look at his pose. He's ready. <laughs> and then I think I don't remember, but there is a point where he just starts doing the Usopp thing. <laughs> You know, running away, <laughs> right? And that's when you realize, but he, but he wins. I'm gonna fight, but he wins. But it, I think, I think this is like really, like you can tell that Oda was really trying to like think of different ways. Like I think he had the most fun with Sanji and Usopp because, you know, Sanji had his kicking. Right, that's a very interesting fighting style. Usopp has to find another way to win <laughs> a guy that's chasing him. <laughs> um throughout the island and and then when you look at the other fights like Zoro and Hachi the best thing that Oda could do in the Zoro fight after like the great Mihawk fight that happened last arc was like oh you want to see what's better than three swords eight swords eight sword well, style six six swords because he has three arms his other eight limbs are for walking does he? Yeah, it's only six. I should oh, have so put six. six. Sword. It's six sword I mean, style then. It's six swords because... Oh, six swords. Actually, it's no, it makes sense. Eight. Yeah, because it's double. I remember yes. they were emphasizing, oh, it's double the swords that you have. Yes. And yes. You, and, but, you know, and, and as much as that fight was okay, like, I feel like that was the weakest fight among all of... Um, what do you call it? All of the fights because all the other fights are just very, like, specific, very, like, um like very interesting to watch very interesting to read and then Elder was just kind of like what's better than three six yes well, well i mean I, I think the interesting element was zoro I, I still think the other fights were more interesting than zoro's but i think zoro still had an element to him because he's still recovering yes, from that, yes, the mihawk know? fight and i think it was um when they were sailing on their way to um goza i think i don't remember if it was um 
uh, the bounty hunters, um, mm. Yosaku, or someone said it where it's like, well, how is Zoro recovering? And they said something like, yeah, he's not going to fully recover for like a couple years. Like it was, it was something where I'm like, how's this going to work? How's he going to fight? How's he, how is he kind oh, of Arlong, And then Arlong, when, when Zoro has to face Arlong, when Luffy's trapped in the ocean, <laughs> in the ocean, um, and like Arlong just like holds him and like rips his bandages off. And he's like, Oh, again, again, that's right. Right. That's, that's, uh, that's something that Oda will continue doing throughout the series just to prove how badass Zoro is. That's, that's your will conversation too, though. Like, you know, it's very true. It is true because I don't know. It's something about seeing a villain like Arlong, you know, someone who's been in control this entire arc and he's always laughing maniacally and he's so evil. I like seeing scenes like this where he's just so shocked at what he's seeing. He sees Zoro's wound and he's like, holy shit. How is, how is this guy fighting this whole time? And it's a genuine look of shock. He's not like, you know, saying, so weak, look at your wounds. He doesn't do that. He's like, wow, that I, <laughs> you're possessed. You're possessed. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but one thing I want to say dialing it back before even the fight started i loved the luffy entrance into this into this whole thing right because what he kicks down the door he kicks down the door his first his first question which one is arlong mm-hmm. that's all that's all he asks <laughs> he just says which one is on there's no goofiness like gum gum pistol like you know he doesn't do anything weird which one's arlong and then Arlong, I think he says, uh, I- I'm over here. What do you want? <laughs> and Luffy's just walking, walking, not responding. Boom, boom, sends him flying. Ooh, I, I forgot that happened. Yeah. Iconic, iconic. That was Very easily, iconic, yeah. up until this point, that was the most iconic, to me at least, the most iconic scene in One Piece so far. Up until uh, that point. We get a, I think point. we get a better a more iconic scene in the in the in the same fight at the end. Yes. Yes. There we that do. that's definitely that was just but... a great entrance. I, I I just love that entrance. No, no, I definitely a great entrance, but also just it's a really good setup of how they make Luffy wait to fight Arlong. Like you said, he gets stuck in the cement, you no, know? like he stamps right. his feet too hard. And what yep. does Arlong just flip him into the ocean after that? He's like, yeah, why yeah. Why are you being silly? This is silly. You're and they right. to drag his head from underneath the water. And they're pumping him in the air. water. But also, okay, <laughs> go back and watch that whole Rescue Luffy operation. Sanji and Nojiko or whoever else is down there, Genzo. Genzo. They are holding their breath for a very yes. long time. I've, I've asked this, yep. Insurmountable amount of time. <laughs> I'm and like, they're giving air to Luffy at some point, right? They're giving him yes, air are. up above. I think so. Well, because before they were like, how do we get him out of the water? It's not working. And he's he's like, going to drown. Oh, yeah. And then, and then they drag his head up above the water. Right. Right. Which, <laughs> on top of that, too, Sanji Kurobi, um, the fishman, Sanji's, uh, the, you know, the versus- stingray. Yes, he. Oh, is he a sting? Oh, wow, he is a stingray. Did you just yeah. now notice that? I sure did. I sure did. Right. 
Um, he's clocking the shit out of Sanji. Oh, he's underwater. Right. Yeah. Right. And actually, and- that's an cool element that they bring up about fishmen and water. Mm-hmm. Their abilities are enhanced. That's yes. cool. But but they also bring up that fishmen suffer the same kind of uh, shortcomings of fish. What is, I think Sanji blew air into the gills. He blew air directly yeah. into the gills underwater. And that and that's that adds to Sanji's craftiness. Like he's he's more than just like a fighter. He's crafty. Mm-hmm. He's 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 smart when they need it to be. You know. Right. No, Wait. he is. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, get him above water though. Get him above, get him above I- these feet. I remember yeah. <laughs> watching both watching this and reading it um like cuz we had to wait um a month in between shonen jumps to see what's going to happen next so it was a pain to have mm. this amazing intro with Luffy clocking the crap out of uh Arlong and then he immobilizes himself and so now for the next I don't know, five chapters is let's we gotta free Luffy. We can't fight all this is this is a, a pattern that will follow One Piece to even <laughs> even to, to Wano basically. Cause I can think of a, a big a very big fight that just happened where it's like Luffy made an amazing entrance, immediately gets taken out of the fight, and then you know what do you call it? <laughs> Has to people have to be like we gotta save Luffy? It's 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 such an interesting pattern that Oda has kept making fresh, because it's it's kind of like it keeps the the fights interesting. Here it keeps the fights interesting. I felt like actually here it was a little annoying because of how it happened. I was like, just just get him above water. Just just, just do it. Hurry Why can't up. you do it? Yeah, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Luffy kick the shit out of. Arlong. That's what I want. But and that's you know. kind of what we got. We got a 1v1 with Arlong versus Luffy. Um how do you guys think of the fight? Cuz it's it's one of those things where uh I think Luffy did Luffy fought Kuro and I think I'm just I'm just thinking of people with like sharp objects, I guess, oh, okay. like part of their kit. Um but this is the first time this is someone where at least I, I I think even Luffy acknowledged it too. If Luffy messes up, he can lose an arm. He can lose yeah. a leg. Yeah. He can lose a piece of him. Um, because Arlong is what what what, what is he exactly? He, he's a, a he's a sawtooth shark. Sawtooth shark. Yeah. And he and Got they it. he had like that spinny move that he like ah, How does like, that work? He, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Listen, That's listen. So have you seen Have you seen an alligator do their like spin? The death roll. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I think that's are you exactly about a shark dart. Shark. Where he like dark. launches himself at. No, Luffy? no, no. Yes. Not, oh, oh. Well, that's the one Nino's talking about. I, I was thinking of the one where he's like actually spinning, like spinning. His, yeah, no, no, his, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess kind of like yeah. I guess if you just roll <laughs> really fast. Oh, you're talking I mean, about with the sword where he's rolling with the sword. No, 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 no. There, there's a move that he does. You know, the bite. I, he bites. He the bites bite. Luffy. Remember at the very end of the fight, there's that thing where he's spinning towards Luffy because yes. he's about to bite that spinning. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Did and you? he does it. He does it a couple times during the fight, and then Luffy's like, "I gotta be careful." Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, <laughs> 
He also takes out his teeth and puts them on his fist too. That's hilarious. Yeah. That that was actually really funny because it was like um wasn't there like a silly gimmick where like Luffy got a hold of the teeth too? Yeah. And, and oh Luffy, no, he put it in his mouth. He put it in his mouth. Yes. Yes. And Arlong made it a point. He was like, because I think Luffy was able to bite Arlong and draw blood, but it didn't hurt him. And he's like, my man, it's not the teeth <laughs> that hurt. It's the jaw strength behind it. And then bam, I think he bit Luffy. I think he bit him he right did. Here. Yeah, I think he got a he bite him. him. Yeah. Yeah, easily. And he, and and he, he bites him a couple times. Yeah. And then, they, I, and then the, the fight escalates to that tower. Arlong's tower where he has, you know, literally Nam, all of Nami's work for yep. the past years. Mm -hmm. Nami's map room. And yeah. everything that Arlong has worked for. Even and some I of the think, pens I think there's a great moment where, yeah. And what do you call it? I think some of the, the best part is that Luffy realizes where they're at. And he's just like, I'm going to take this all down with you. You're not going to have anything. I'm going to not like, Luffy really is that that person. He's like, I'm not just gonna beat you. I'm gonna destroy your dream, which is kind of worse than killing people if you think about it. Did we talk about that before? How it's like when they beat the villains, they just kind of we definitely did. Or yeah. and also too, it was like you can have a, another shot at your dream, but maybe if you you know do something, but you need to change. You need to yeah either drastically change. Or if not, Luffy's just going to do it again. Right. Because here we have Gum Gum Axe was the definitive blow. Have we um, been talking about definitive blows uh, mm, with arcs? Like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We said Bazooka we last time. We didn't get there yet. But no, this no, no, one no, was no, like the, I think the first ones. one. I think this one was like the first one that was like really left an impact. Like everyone remembers, no one cares about the final blow. To Don Krieg, no, like gum I mean, gum gavel, don't you dare! Ga it was, gavel, it was, right? Because you know, he slammed you know him I mean? down, like, right? Right. It wasn't as it wasn't as impressive as this. This was gum gum bell. No, no gum gum no, bells. Weird. I'm talking about the axe. <laughs> this is like bringing down not only Arlong but also like there. There were so many things going on here because Luffy was bringing down everything that Nami worked for that Arlong profited of. He was taking it down with one move. He was taking down Arlong. And not only that, he knew that he was going to get bit by Arlong and possibly rip the shreds. And he's like, I do not care. This is coming down now in this last move. And I think that's that's why people remember this as like a definitive last move more than any of the other arcs. This was this was like a two-page spread, wasn't it? In, it was. In the manga? It was a two-page spread. It was beautiful. You saw the sh you saw the foot shoot up into the sky. Arlong gets a chunk. Bam! Two-page spread. Once he brings the foot down, it was great. I it, it's blows like this. You know, reading One Piece early on, uh, I thought Luffy was killing these people. <laughs> I <laughs> I thought once once that building collapsed on Arlong, I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. Any other story, it would be something where Luke, the our main protagonist just killed the villain. And I mean, let's be honest, Arlong is a terrible person. So I would not be surprised if they took it to that extreme. They're like, hey, you're just going to terrorize these people. We let you go. Bam. Killed him. And even the state he left him in. I think his nose was broken. His nose it, is broken. Yep. 
eyes rolled into the back of his head, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. I but mean, they look, they don't look like they don't look like they're in a great state. <laughs> they're not. They are not. They don't look but... like they're breathing. Definitely. They they don't. <laughs> I, I don't even think the anime goes out of their way to show that they're breathing. Um, but we know Luffy doesn't kill people. Uh, you know, he doesn't like killing. Uh, cause he, what well, I, I, I think he says, um, killing the person's like killing their dream. Uh, he'll set you back to zero. He'll set you back to zero. He'll literally, he'll literally kill your dream and be like, my dream is more important and let you live with that reality, <laughs> but he won't kill you. <laughs> like He will not kill you. He will not. Um, very great scene. Uh, we already talked about Usopp, right? Usopp and his fight. A little I mean, bit. we kind of touched on barely. It. I think worth mentioning. He gets when he gets the upper hand on Chu, because uh, he sets him on fire, which is they showed that in four kids. That was not edited out. They set him on fire. Uh, what he, set him on fire though in four kids? He threw. Uh, I think in four kids, on, and, and it was just he let, let him on fire. There was no alcohol oh, okay. involved. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. But um, start smashing with the hammer. If you go back and watch that, you hear him do the whole Usopp rubber band of death. He's like, okay. Usopp hammer, Usopp hammer, Usopp hammer, rubber band. Usopp hammer, Usopp hammer. Usopp. He, he does it in the manga. That that was funny. I because I think I think Shu was still awake because he fired. He hit him yeah. with the fire star. <laughs> he, woke, he woke back he, up, right? He was getting back up. Usopp hammer. That was good. That was good. Concussions. You gotta love them. Um, and yeah, of course, uh, Sanji took care of Hachi. Uh, I want to, no, I'm sorry. Not Kurobi. Kurobi. Sends um, him yeah. through the other wall. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and Zoro takes care of Hachi. Dragon Twister. Dragon Twister. <laughs> That's right. Yep. And uh, Mumu, I think, yeah, uh, Luffy got, uh, you know, in Mumu, prison. Yeah. Got, yeah, he got Mumu. That's what it was. I think, wasn't Mumu showcased earlier in the arc? Yes. Him, Sanji, and Yusaku ran into Mumu. And Luffy punched him so hard. And and he then, crying. Yeah, he started to cry. And then he they made him drag they like tied him up and made him drag them to the village. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's funny because Luffy was like, I'm gonna eat you. And then he was like, No. Yes, they both wanted to eat him. That's Sanji wanted right. to cook him. Right. That's right. That's right. That's hilarious. <laughs> we get the culmination of all these fights. Everyone wins everyone's happy and we are finally at the end of the arc right um arlong park is no more i'm trying to remember uh how was the the rat guy taken care of um the 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 navy guy i want to say they just I think he was. I, I know I he was he beaten, right i thought like someone like nami beat the crap out of him or someone punched the crap out of him to the point where um uh he he's the one who was like he reported the straw hats in and i remember him doing it all beat up i think he got on the transponder snail you're right like, yeah. hey there's this guy monkey d luffy straw oh, hat luffy that's the yeah put a bounty on him he just beat arlong and apparently he beat don krieg and all these other people too that's right that's right he did and, and did did we get the 
did we get the bounty in this arc or in the next one? I think it's, I think we it's, got the bounty at the end of this arc. Did we? Interesting. I mean, we could talk about it now and talk about it next week too. Let's um, talk about it next week because like next week I feel like it has more importance. It does. Then the bounty pictures come out. Yeah, right. you know, mm-hmm. Usopp is like, "That's me." <laughs> That's right. He's in the background. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. Yeah. But right, but and then um, Nami does end up joining the crew. She does. You know, after I, I don't know how. This is how I knew this One Piece was a fantastical world. She stabbed her tattoo, and then not only did it heal, but then they gave her a new, new <laughs> covering for the tattoo. In one day, that thing had to been, that had to have been disfigured. There's no. It's on way. the other arm. What? No. 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 <laughs> the whole purpose was that they repurposed the Arlong tattoo. Into yes, a I know. I'm. I'm just trying to give logic to where there is none. There is none. Absolutely zero. Right. But. It's whatever. It still looks clean. It's it's a neat tattoo Nami has now. It's a tangerine grove, um, which by the way, tangerines. We didn't even touch on tangerines. Well, tangerines. Go ahead. Tangerines. What was it? Um, Belmare had a tangerine grove. Yes. You know, raising mm-hmm. Nami in them. And weren't all the tangerines disgusting? They were disgusting. They they weren't disgusting. Were they? I don't no. think they were. Or were they? Or was Nami just tired of eating them so much? I think no she was tired. I think she was tired. Yeah, right. she was not appreciative. Right. She yeah. she wanted she wanted other stuff. Um, we don't have but money, but we have tangerine. Eat up. <laughs> and I mean, it's funny because what Nami? She you know she permanently joins the crew. She takes what two two uh two trees right? Yeah, two? something like yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's like a that's an integral part of the marigold. Yeah, right. It's always there. It's always visible. Uh, up until you know, but right. <laughs> but let's not <laughs> let's not go there. Um, but yeah, in, in, integral part of the marigold. Um, Sanji permanently joins the crew because she realizes, hey, these pirates ain't so bad. <laughs> um, they're my best friends. And uh, it was a sweet send-off. I liked it. I, I like how, um, you know, as Nami, as they're sailing off, Nami's kind of like um, still on land a little bit. And yeah. she's like, I don't do send-offs. And she, like, just runs past everyone. Oh, and she steals, and steals all, all their, their money. Ones. Just yep. something to remember her by. <laughs> right. Wow. That was good. I loved it. It was good. It. From beginning to end. I mean, there's really... I really feel that, like there's no flaws with Arlong Park. The, like, I've read that arc so many times. Uh, like, easily 10 times at least. And that's like, through you know, through the course of many years of just rereading One Piece. Um, the arc, it, it's, it's timeless, in my opinion. This is easily, for me, the best arc Oda had done up until this point. Um, there are better arcs to come after this. But for East Blue, the, the final send-off on East Blue before the actual send-off at, in the next arc of East Blue, this was perfect. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it is. It was it was honestly great. A, a great ride and a, and a lot of promise of what was to come in the later One Piece. Yeah, definitely a good send-off for East Blue. Uh, actually, yeah, it really did feel like a closing chapter for all of East Blue. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, we got our main players. We got, you know, the five. The and, originals. Uh, yeah, we got the OG straw hats, and we got a bounty. And next stop is, like, the last town before the Grand Line. So, yeah, uh, East, uh, Arlong Park. Uh, and also opened up, you know, more lore, deeper themes going on here versus just good and evil again. So, yeah, definitely leaves you excited for what's uh, what's more to come in this world of One Piece, for sure. Totally agree. Um, what, next arc, we have Logtown, um, which is... Probably Logtown. It's, it's different. Logetown. I've always called it Rogue Town because what, yeah. that's how the Viz translation has it as. But I've heard Logtown. I've heard Logtown. Rogue Funny Town. enough, if you look this up, R and L sounds in Japanese are very similar. And that is why mm -hmm. this translation, for example, I mean, real quick. Zolo. Go ahead. Yeah. Go rock, ahead. Lo, rock Lee, they usually say versus Lee. Or right. Sarada was almost Salada when it was translated originally. And then they said, this is stupid to say Salada. <laughs> but I digress. Either way, that is next. Rogue Town, Logue Town, whatever you want to call it, Log Town. It is the last stop before they enter the Grand Line the grand journey mm -hmm. that we've been building up to. And it's funny because, you know, the grand line up until this point has been, you know, the the pie in the sky this whole time. Like, that's where One Piece is. That's where the story's going to end. However it's going to end, it's going to end in the grand line. And it's just funny to see <laughs> we're nowhere <laughs> close to the end uh, all these chapters later. Um, mm -hmm. But... Logtown in the Grand Line is just around the corner. Um, any any final says on Arlong Park? How, how would you guys rank this among uh, East Blue so far? Probably the best. Not my favorite, but the best. The best? Okay. Yeah, what, for East Blue, definitely the best. Right. Uh, Nino, which one's your favorite? Is it Syrup Village? No, my favorite is actually, and I think it's there's a lot of nostalgia, but it's probably the next arc. Um, with Lowe's wow. Town. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I just have I I those episodes I remembered beat for beat for kids airing for <laughs> some reason, and it it left such an impact on me. And then I kept watching, and I was very disappointed with how the rest of the story was edited and translated. <laughs> so that's fair enough. Yeah. There's big things that happen next arc. Um, so next week we've, we just wrapped up Arlong. We'll be covering, uh, Log Town, Rogue Town, however you want to call it, along with, uh, the entry into the Grand Line. And I think the, uh, is, is it called Whiskey Peak? Right? Whiskey Peak. Yeah. Whiskey Peak. Oh, 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 so we're covering with the whale. Covering with yeah, the whale. Right. Gonna yep. bundle Laboon. those two together. Entry gotcha. into the Grand Line and all the goodness that came with it. Um, but I would say that wraps up our thoughts here for our long park for the Yonko table. One piece Chronicles continues next week. We're going to be covering Logtown and whiskey peak and let us know what you guys thought of, of our long park. Uh, what did you guys think of how it compared 
to the previous East Blue arcs? How does it rank amongst, you know, Barity? Um, uh, what are some of the other ones? Syrup Village, <laughs> Captain Morgan. Uh, Orange Town. Orange Town. That's what it was. Orange Town. Um, let us know what you think. What, what are some of your favorite moments? And did this hook you onto One Piece? Is this the arc you recommend to people to, to at least read up to? Or is there an earlier arc that you say, well, get up to here? Maybe you'll be a fan at this point. Let us know your thoughts wherever you're listening to us on. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, at the Yonko Table. Give us a like, give us a shout out, and let us know what you think. But with that, everyone, I'm your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop, and Supernova Nino Desplazado signing off, everyone, and take care.